Well, hey there, Hero. It's David H. Lawrence, the 17th. And today, in this episode of the VO Heroes podcast, I want to talk to you about rights. I had a conversation the other day with a young lady who was adamant that she should have the right to use whatever music she wants. I mean, come on. Who are these artists that create music? So I want to talk to you about that and three rights that you should be aware of. And we'll do that in just a moment. So that little piece of music you just heard, no lyrics, no beat, just a a little electronic stinger that for those of you watching the video version of the podcast, see under the titles. And those of you listening to the audio version of the podcast, just here as a little break between my intro and what's happening in the rest of the episode, that little piece of music has rights attached to it. And no, we don't have the right to use whatever music we want because somebody took the time to create that music and they get to decide what rights we have to use that music. That's the way it works in a civilized society. When a creator comes up with something, they're given privileges to decide how others can use it and usually for a certain period of time. Now, I'm going to say... I'm not an attorney, but this is one of my passions. Copyright is one of my passions. Rights in general. And it it was a bit of a passion of mine until Napster showed up. And Napster really fueled me to say, look, hold on a second. You're doing something wrong and you don't even realize that you are. And in those days, I was working on CNET radio and I had my own syndicated show about technology. And I was one of the few journalists in the space that was actually crying out, look, you may think that you're being all revolutionary and stuff and sharing as opposed to doing things that uh, are what the fuddy-duddies do, uh, you know, respecting rights and things like that. But it's important to understand that it could happen to you as well. And so that's why in an age where the democratization of the creation of content is so rampant, we need to know even more about the rights that we are due as creators and that we must adhere to as consumers. And so the three rights I wanted to talk to you about today was number one, copyright, number two, performance rights, and number three, mechanical rights. Now, again, I'm not an attorney, but I've been party to many contracts regarding the execution and exploitation of both available and unavailable rights, and I was also a party to a $10 million copyright infringement lawsuit when I worked at a company that made fun of a jingle. Tell you more about that in a future episode of the podcast. But let's talk about copyright. First of all, when you create something, and according to the law, affix it to a medium, write it down on paper, record it uh, as, as a sound or as a visual, What happens is at that very moment, you're afforded by the government a copyright, what's called a statutory copyright, uh, to that work. That means it's yours. It's somewhat protected. You might want to register that copyright to make that protection even deeper and uh, stronger. But you have, from the moment it's created and placed on a medium, you have a version of copyright protection. Now, that in and of itself is about the work that you've created. There's another right that we often uh, associate with 
hearing a song or watching a video or reading a book being read aloud, uh, a performance right. So when I used to work in nightclubs, uh, ASCAP and BMI were the two people that would come around to the nightclub, sit in the bar for a while, and then go to the owner and say, hey, you're going to need an ASCAP license or a BMI license to be able to play all this music you're playing. That DJ up there, uh, me, uh, is playing, uh, and it's going to cost you about 200 bucks a year. So that's how ASCAP, the American Society of Composers and Producers, and BMI, the Broadcast Music uh, Institute, I think it was, or, or Industries. I don't know what the I stood for. I don't remember. Uh, it's been a while. Um, and CSAC, to a degree, which is the Canadian uh, group that does the same thing. That's how they would operate when it came to public performance rights. They did the same thing with radio stations. Uh, radio stations had uh, ASCAP and BMI licenses. In fact, BMI was created because radio stations got sick and tired of ASCAP getting money and they wanted some music they could play that wasn't part of ASCAP's group of composers and producers. So that's money that's being paid to the artist for a piece of work being performed, their version of a piece of work being performed. Also, money is likely going to the uh, writer and the producers of that music via the record company. It's one of the things that record companies uh, have uh, been responsible for and sometimes suspected of not doing a very good job of administering for years and years and years. But that's just for the performance. That's just for that moment when you hear it, you enjoy it, you consume it. Somebody gets paid for that privilege, right? That's the performance. Now, there's one level above that, and that's where podcasts come in. When you take a piece of music and use it in a podcast, you are not just allowing that piece of music to be performed and enjoyed by the people who listen to the podcast, but you're actually embedding that song in another product. And for that, you require mechanical rights, whether you resell that product or not. Uh, back in the day when I worked at the American Comedy Network, we did a parody of a song by Neil Sedaka called Breaking Up is Hard to Do. We did a song about the AT&T breakup in 1983 called Breaking Up is Hard on You. In those days, everybody was scared that we would have nothing but MCI quality long distance and it would all sound all awful like it was AM radio. Now it sounds great, but you know that was the fear in those days. We had to obtain the mechanical rights to use the melody of that song in our product. And it's a very similar, not exactly the same, but a similar process when it comes to podcasts. If you wanted to use uh, the Beach Boys' I Get Around, you know, because you take, you know, walking tours of a city in your podcast, and you think, oh, that'd be a great song. To have. That's actually what she, she the, the, I went to San Diego this past weekend, and I saw the people that uh, create Ecamm Live, created Ecamm Live, and I met Adrian Salisbury, who makes me look fantastic on video. Um, and while I was there, a podcaster was complaining that she couldn't just use that song as her theme song. And I tried to explain it to her, so I figured I'd spend more time doing it today. That's why this episode of the podcast. So, say you think that's a great song to put in your podcast. Now, it's not just performance rights, which are also part of what podcasting uh, platforms pay, uh, but it's also mechanical rights to take the actual product, the Beach Boys version of that song, and insert it into your product. 
you need to do that mechanically. So those are mechanical rights. And the writer is involved, the publisher is involved, the artist may be involved if they're a writer on the project, uh, the performers may be involved. Uh, we had to pay Neil Sedaka to use Breaking Up is Hard to Do as the melody for our song so that we can then resell it. And some rights are compulsory. So for example, any cover band can perform any song by any artist without asking permission first up on stage or a radio station can play whatever song they want if they have a performance license. But a mechanical right is not compulsory. You have to ask permission for that. And so what rose up and has risen up a great deal are Creative Commons and other means for people who write music to say, look, I'm giving you permission to use this piece, either for free or for a payment. And that little tiny electronic stinger that you hear in this episode, after I do the little 25, 30 second intro on the show, I actually paid for. And I paid, uh, as I'm sure a lot of other people who have used that particular piece of music and what they've done, uh, that money goes to not only the people distributing the music for them, but also directly to the artists themselves. So what are the penalties? The penalties can be really severe. And if you can't afford to go to court and would like to remain an honest human being, just know that all of these things point in one direction, and that is don't minimize the creative efforts of a musician, of a performer, of a writer, of a producer, of an engineer, of a uh, distribution system, because you think it's no big deal. It is a big deal. And for those of you looking to use very popular music on your podcast, um, just know you can't use it usually as a theme. And you also want to be really, really careful about a whole bunch of other things before you delve into that range. So what I would say is go to places like placeit.com or uh, Video Hive, or uh, even YouTube. If you go to youtube.com, or if you search Google on youtube.com and search for license free music or uh, free music on uh, YouTube, they have whole libraries that you can use for anything you want. They have taken care of paying the license fees or had people compose the music for you. And yeah, it's not I Get Around by the Beach Boys, it's not Yesterday by the Beatles, it's not a Taylor Swift song, but it's just as useful, and it's a fight that you should be fighting on behalf of the artist, not your own uninformed selfishness about how you should be able to do whatever you want, and that music wants to be free. That's an old and invalid argument, and I hope that it will soon be a dead one. Uh, if you're listening or watching to this on VOHeroes.com, I'd love to hear uh, or see your comments on this. I'm sure I'm bringing up emotions for some people who went through the whole download wars in the early 2000s. Um, and I'd love to know what you think about all this and if it's something that you've come up against and you've just made peace with or if it's something that you've, you're vehemently opposed to. I, I Just let me know. Let me know. I understand it's an emotional thing. Um, if you're not on VOHeroes.com, go there because that's where the conversation is sane and lovely and 
uh, moderated. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you'd like to be on the list and get notified when these videos and audio podcast episodes come out, well, right there on voheroes.com at the bottom of every page is a little form that you can fill out uh, that says, uh, join the list, get on the list, and we'd love to have you on the list. And while you're here, uh, if you want to hit the like button or share it or uh, join us, subscribe, we'd love to have you do that. However you're you're hearing or viewing this podcast, we do a video version and we do the audio separate so you can consume it however you want. I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th. This is the VO Heroes podcast. I thank you so much for watching and for listening, and I will talk to you soon.